r slash ask reddit what is the scariest story you know that is 100% true i would call it creepy more than scary but my mom's friend had a small house and lived alone she noticed weird things a batch of soup depleting faster than usual missing eggs damp towels in the hamper when she hadn't used any extra dishes in the dishwasher etc this went on for months she thought she was just being forgetful one day she heard some thumping around in her attic and went to investigate she found some makeshift living quarters small radio hot plate sleeping bag pillow food wrappers etc she called the cops who came to keep an eye on the place. They ended up catching a homeless man climbing a tree, trying to sneak into her attic window. He had been doing this almost daily. He would wait for her to go to work, then go downstairs and help himself to food and amenities. The funny part about this story is they got to know each other throughout the ordeal, and the guy was actually very respectful, just down on his luck. She didn't press charges, instead, let him move in. Helped him get a job, and he lived in the attic, until he got back on his feet. Creepy crap with a happy ending. My mom was driving, and a guy ran out in the road, so she stopped, so she couldn't hit him. It was night time, so it was pretty dark out, and three other men emerged from the forest around, all trying to use the door handles of her car to get in. She locked them luckily, and gassed it to the nearest town. Remember to always lock your car after you start it, because if it wasn't unlocked who knows what would have happened to her. I was in an affluent part of the city on a bright and beautiful day. Stopped at a busy gas station packed with people. Filled up my tank, got in my car, and suddenly my passenger door opens and someone gets in. I thought it was a mistake until they said they weren't getting out and I was going to drive to my bank. I was a month shy of 21 and now I lock my doors immediately. No matter where I am, who I'm with, or what I'm doing. Niche of a train disaster is something that reminds me how death can come at any moment. A train with 51 wagons of sulfur, fertilizer, petrol and cotton wool somehow broke loose and rolled down the track about 20 kilometers until it derailed in the town of Qayyam, Iran. There were no humans on board. Chemical leaks ensued and authorities tried to extinguish whatever fires broke out. At one point, the whole thing explodes. And it really explodes. The whole town of Kayam is literally demolished. Three nearby towns are badly damaged, and it was heard 70 kilometers away. The wreckage continued to explode for several days after. Around 300 people died, and more than that injured. An earthquake of 3.6 on reach to scale was produced. My friend's boss bought an Audi A4 convertible, back when they were new and interesting. One of the talking points was the pop-up roll hoops that were hidden, unless you rolled it. A few months after buying it, he got to test those roll hoops out, as he lost control, and skidded down a steep bank about 10 meters, about 35 feet, deep. The roll hoops did their job, and he survived with just cuts and scratches from the bushes he'd plowed through. The car ended up the right way up, and he got out, walked back up the bank to the side of the road, then got on the phone to the police to report the accident. While he was standing there a driver from a car that had seen the accident came over to speak to him. Approaching from behind the other driver asked if he was okay. My friend's boss turned around to reply and dropped dead. His neck had been fractured but was in one piece right up until he turned his head when it severed his spinal cord. 
I work at a maximum security prison and we have several inmates who are severely mentally ill. The ones that self-harm wear a Fitbit kind of thing to monitor heart rate, if there is a change we rush their room to stop whatever is happening. On top of this we also do visual inspections. On one round a cow walker was doing cell checks and noticed this particular inmate had blood on their face but nothing came up on the monitors or anything. So he called to the inmates to ask if they were okay. The inmate had their eyes closed and just kept repeating, it doesn't hurt. The inmate would not answer where the blood was from. We opened the cell to see what the situation was and it turns out the inmate had plucked out both of their eyes and they were laying on the floor. The inmates our monitor never alerted and the inmate never screamed. Paramedics said the inmates vitals were normal and the inmate was fully responsive. Not as scary as some of the stories here, but I was pretty horrified when my dad told me the story. There are some really big houses in the woods in my hometown. One of the owners went out drinking with his buddies and realized he forgot the key to the gate when he got home. So he decided to just climb the gate. While climbing in his drunken state he slips and his leg gets pierced by one of the spikes on the gate. He was hanging there but too afraid to call for his wife. Since he was sure she would just open the automatic gate from inside the house and since it was one of those gates that slides to the side it would just rip his leg off if she did. He was hanging there the entire night until his wife woke up, saw him and called the fire department. My dad, who is one of the firefighters that showed up, said they had to saw of the spike to get him off. Just imagine hanging from your own gate all night not being able to call for help. I live in a small city in the Rust Belt. A few years ago I decided to take a ghost walk tour around downtown. It was morbid, but really interesting from a historical standpoint. One of the stops was in front of an old row house that had long been converted into offices. There was an old iron fence in front of the building. The fence was maybe 4 feet tall, but had ornamental spikes on the top of each post. The tour guide pointed to three of the spikes that were missing, and said that after a window washer had fallen they couldn't get his body off the fence without sawing off the spikes. That one really stuck with me. Old Janita from high school, friendly Ecuadorian man who went by ping, worked at the school for 20 plus years and nobody had a problem with him. I guess his wife was leaving him, and in the process of moving out, he caught her in bed with her new man. Next day, in the middle of town, he opened fire on her, the man and then killed himself before any cops had time to respond. Similar story here. I worked at office depot as a tech manager for a few years. One guy who lived in the neighborhood came almost every day to buy CD sleeves for his bootleg DVDs, which he was selling on the side. He was cool. Came in, chatted a bit, sometimes did some stuff at the print center. Paid for his stuff and left. About a year into my time there, he stopped coming in. None of us had seen him for like two weeks, so one of the employees did a quick Google search. Turns out he shot and killed his girlfriend and then killed himself. It was wild. Here's a story. I've posted this before, but mine, when I was a baby, my dad played on a softball team. Typical social team, bout for beers and pizza, after with the guys, family event type thing. My parents were good friends with two of the other couples, both of them had young kids as well. On this occasion, the other two couples had left their kids at one of their houses, with a babysitter they were splitting. They invited my parents back to the house, to have some more beers that night, but I was being fussy and my mom nixed the idea, though they would 100% have normally gone back to hang out.
Well, it turned out my fussiness on that day saved our lives. When the other parents got back to the house, they walked in on a home invasion. Two men had broken in, tied up the kids and the babysitter, and her boyfriend, and were waiting for the parents. Took the parents hostage as well, and made the dads drive with them to bank slash a grocery store, where one dad was manager and clear out accounts slash a safe. They then came back to the house, and slaughtered both families, the babysitter, and her boyfriend. Kids included, they caught the two guys later on. My dad attended the trials, and said it was the first time he had ever had thoughts of supporting the death penalty. It still gives me chills, to know how close we came to getting killed that day too. Edit, wow, you guys are amazing detectives. I have been telling this story for years, and this is the first time I have been made aware that it wasn't me as a baby, it was my sister, 9 years older, born in 72. My dad has been telling me this story wrong for as long as I can remember. Sorry for the confusion, all. Years ago when I was 8 my family lived in this big weird house kind of on the edge of a small town. The school district was in the middle of a big restructuring so, even though we were only a couple grades apart my brother and I went to different schools and took different buses. This left me as the last person to leave in the morning and the first person to get home in the afternoon, which meant it was my job to make sure all the lights were off and the door was locked. One morning I noticed the basement door was open and the light was on so, before I left I turned off the light and closed the door. When I got home that afternoon the light was on and the door was open again. I just assumed that I'd forgotten to actually take care of it when I noticed it in the morning. So I went over to turn off the light and close the door. When I got to the top of the basement stairs I looked and there was a big shadowy male figure towards the bottom of the staircase. I freaked out, slammed the door and pushed a bunch of boxes against it and then went and hid in my closet. For months I didn't tell my family because I was positive what I had seen was a ghost and didn't think anyone would believe me. Then about a year after that incident my mom and her boyfriend realized that small amounts of money had been going missing for months, totaling around $800-900, but never more than $60 at once. So we all walked around the house with flashlights trying to figure out how they could have gotten in. Turns out some creep was climbing in through a small hole in the outside of the house, shimmying through a crawl space, then coming up into the house through the basement. Realizing I had been alone in the house with him on at least one occasion was one of the worst, most terrifying moments I've ever had. Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed this video, please consider leaving a like and subscribing for more videos like this. Don't forget to leave your stories in the comments below.